few. So now few. everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Yes. Or up when on the or up on YouTube. When is yeah. it not? I mean, really. But you're safe on Instagram because we lost That's the right. Instagram password. <laughs> we didn't lose it. Get well, it right. We did. No, no we did. We, we have it. it. We have no, it. No, we don't. How do we have it? I you have it written down. You have we the have Instagram the password. Pa Yes, well, but when we it, enter the password, it sends us an email saying, click here to reset your password. You click yeah, there but, and the page yeah, but, is not found. Okay, I don't know. Something smells fishy here. <laughs> yeah, or, Instagram's well, screwed. Do, do it again and then forward the email to me. Maybe it's an issue with your browser or something. All yeah. right. There you go. Anyway. Oh, my God. Really? Are we going to use Instagram? <laughs> oh, I see. So now now I smell a conspiracy. Now, I, now Ryan's just yeah, like... Yeah, now the truth comes out. Yeah, he's going to lose nothing. He's just like, I don't want this Instagram account anymore, so I'm just going to tell them. Are you going to trust the hater of social media to fix our social media? Well, that's a, there's a point, too. Okay. You're oh on to me. Yeah, there you go. I can't trust any of you. Recording in progress. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Oh, man, you scared me there with that pause. Uh, hey, <laughs> this, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today... It's Mr. Ryan Flurry. Mike too, Mike too. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Steve Barkley. I'm still Mike four, and I know it. No, you're. Does that make you Mike three? That three today. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Moving on up. That's Moving right. on up. And hey, look who else is here. Uh, it's Miss Liz Malone. Me back to the uh, back to the back to <laughs> the Listen, cellar. somebody's got to be Mike Four. We can't. <laughs> is this going to be like the thirteenth floor of a building? Like, do we so we just switch, just jump from like Mike Three to Mike Five? We might have, have to. We might have to oh, eliminate, or maybe we'll just like just get two, the complex. Mike, Mike One, Mike One Point Five, Mike Two, Mike Two Point Five. I went from Something like, like four to two back to four. You know, you didn't, you, not even. I'm, listen, I'm trying to be fair and equitable. I didn't realize that this was a big thing. Like when, <laughs> Maybe you should when just, this... just introduce everybody all at once. Well, that's, I mean, I'll work on that. Maybe <laughs> right. <a> concept. <laughs> <laughs> We're pros. Uh, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. Well, take it under advisement. Uh, hey, how is everybody? Oh, just Jim Dandy. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. I wanted to ask you, because I've been thinking about this all weekend. Uh, did you work on your chat GPT country song? The lyrics are done, but I haven't done anything music-wise. I've been oh, so preoccupied. So, so chat GPT did all the work and you still That's haven't right. done any. Okay. Yeah. Well, couldn't you tell it? Like, couldn't you tell it to like write you a chord progression or something? Or, like, oh, probably. But I haven't yet. Hmm. I was thinking about your quandary uh, from last week uh, a lot over the weekend, and I, I think you're in the clear, my friend. Yeah. Because I, no, I mean, no. ChatGPT for one thing, he, I mean, he's not. It's not like it's going to say anything. <laughs> That's I mean, if true. it comes a big hit, and so, anyways, to catch people up in case they didn't listen last week, Ryan plugged, uh, asked ChatGPT to write him a country song, 
and it wrote him a bunch of lyrics and now he wants to put it to music and his question last week was uh who owns the copyright on that song is yeah. chat gpt on the lyrics or do i once i apply music to it and yeah. make it my own so i don't know yeah oh just take it take it just take it, take it. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> I, honestly it. i don't think I don't, I don't think chat gpt is gonna say anything probably not <laughs> so yeah no one will ever know in fact we wouldn't even have known if I you know. hadn't told us that's true hey, you know i did google it though did you? Oh, did What's you? Google say? Chat GPT states that the user owns all input to the extent applicable law permits. Additionally, OpenAI assigns all its right, title, and interest in all and to the output to the user. Oh. It should be noted that OpenAI only assigns all its right, title, and interest in and to the output to the user. So there well, you go. Cool. That's going to make songwriting a hell of a lot easier and faster. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ChatGPT. Yeah, no kidding. It's gonna wow. be a lot of a lot of cheating going on. Great. <laughs> <laughs> write me a write me a term paper. New podcast. Well, that's already angle. happening. Oh, it's true. <gasps> did you just say a a podcast? <laughs> a new <jingle>? podcast jingle. <laughs> I did. Yeah, get to work, man. <laughs> plug that plug that into baby. All Let's right. Let's go. What rhymes with banter? Canter. ChatGPT. What are you doing thinking? Stop it. Too much work. <laughs> and this, folks, is when you witness the slow decline of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying to speed things up. Stop thinking. We got ChatGPT. Exactly. <laughs> Have another beer. I just no. I was, but really, we, we're 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 entering into really weird times. I was, I was watching some more videos on on some of the things that some of the AI that's coming out can do, mm. and it's, uh, it's going to be crazy. And pretty Looking soon forward to it. Yeah. Like, pretty much your fridge is going to be doing your taxes. Woohoo! Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm down <laughs> for that. <laughs> All right, enough of this. All right. Hey, hey, Ryan. Hey, no, wait a second. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing good. All right, yeah. good. All yeah, right, nice, the show. nice, nice long... Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Such an ass, isn't he? Uh, I tell you, it's a good thing our anniversary is <laughs> coming up soon. Seven years of this. Uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what uh, what are we doing today? Today we are welcoming back to the show the star of the hit YouTube channel, The Blind Life, Sam CV. Welcome, Sam. Woo! Thank you very much. Woo. I think I'm Mike Mike Five, I guess. Woot woot. You're yes. number one. So we didn't we didn't assign a number one so you're number one perfect yeah there you go um yeah maybe we need to get an applause track for this show that was that was quite the intro <laughs> <laughs> it like, felt like he was on johnny carson or something i know we'll have to get a soundboard <laughs> no i i think rob just wants one more thing to have to edit in <laughs> i vote rob does it no no <laughs> Well, listen, so how long has it been since you were, so has it been four years? It's, it didn't seem like that, but that's, that's what you said. And I that's have it. no reason to doubt you. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I looked <laughs> we back on our episode to... list and it was like four years ago. Yeah. Wow, man. The time, the time crazy. has flown. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome back. We're happy to have you. Uh, you actually, you've been on our list uh, of somebody to revisit for a while. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to know what you've been up to in the, in, in those four years. 
But before we sort of dive into some of that, um, maybe you can just give uh, the audience, those people who weren't listening four years ago, a little bit of a, an idea of who you are and what you get up to over there on The Blind Life on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I, I, I guess I've mainly been, been known for uh, my YouTube channel, The Blind Life, where I have been on YouTube for about 10 years now. Actually, I'm celebrating my, my 10 year anniversary this December. And um, so that officially makes me an OG YouTuber, I guess. With, with all the street cred that comes with that. Uh, <laughs> and, but in the blind community, so that, there goes all that street cred. Um, so no, I, I, I make videos about living life with vision loss and an emphasis, heavy emphasis on assistive technology and, and hopefully helping people learn how to live their best blind lives. Um, I do that as my main job, but I'm also an AT program manager at a nonprofit in central Kentucky. So I work with clients, uh, usually older, losing vision later in life, senior demographic, but teaching them all the cool assistive technology stuff that we have these days and uh, accessible software and smartphones and all of that good stuff. I can't tell you, Sam, the number of times that people email me or call me up and say, hey, I saw this on The Blind Life. And, <laughs> and do you know this guy, Sam? He's, he's, he's great. It's, it's like, yeah, we've, we've had him on the podcast. Yeah. I've met him. <laughs> In person now. Was, was that Steve? That was just, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. Well, it, that's what I, I tell people all the time is like, you know, I have almost 800 videos on my channel now I'm, I'm very close to pushing 800 and if you if you totally just saturate the market like that it's hard not to run into something i've done <laughs> so now 800 videos wow okay so how often are you releasing a video right now i'm on a schedule where i release every two uh every saturday at 10 a.m so one wow. video a week uh, that you know that's that's my my big weekly video but i do I put out shorts on YouTube. I put out uh, TikToks randomly. Um, I also do live streams randomly. Um, my wife and I do a monthly video podcast called Talk Back with the Blind Life. And we do that. We try to do it within the first week of the month, but oftentimes we still haven't done it yet for this month. So that kind of is hit or miss <laughs> as far as the schedule for that. But um, but yeah, my big video weekly video goes out Saturday mornings. So how do you sort of curate your, your own content? Like what do you sort of listen to the community and the audience in terms of like what they want you to cover and talk about, or do you just kind of do whatever is sort of interests you or stands out to you? Yeah, really all of the above. Um, I, I get ideas and inspiration from everywhere. Um, I, the, great thing about technology is it's ever-changing and so there's always something to talk about and honestly i really need about two or three more people on the team to make videos because there's just too much for just me to do um so i i'm always on facebook and and twitter and instagram and that sort of thing trying to keep an ear out for what people are talking about what they're interested in People will email me or leave comments asking me to do stuff. It's, it's very funny. People always say, you know, hey, can you review the new MacBook 23 or whatever? And I'm like, well, if, if you want to send me a MacBook, I would be happy to review that. But uh, <laughs> uh, probably not, unfortunately. Um, 
but then I, you know, companies do reach out to me. I, I've gotten to that level where they will just reach out and send me stuff for review. So I've got a little shelf here in my studio with that's got several things up there that are just waiting, waiting in rotation for a video. Does that ever put you kind of in a weird spot though, when a company like sends you a, a product to review and it's like, say, not really all very good. Like, does that put you in a weird spot where you're like, well, you like, do I have to kind of like spin this a little bit or how, how does that all work? Um, sometimes it has in the past. Uh, I, I have a media kit that I send out to companies and in the media kit, it, it is clearly plainly posted that all my reviews, if it is going to be a review, because not all my videos are reviews. Some are just like overviews, general overview videos. But if it is a review, it's going to be 100% honest. And because I tell, I tell them that, you know, my, with all due respect, my loyalty isn't to you, the manufacturer, the distributor, my loyalty is to the audience. So I'm going to be truthful. Um, and you know, to them and, if you're not okay with that, in in the in the kit, it even says even if this is being sponsored, even the video is being sponsored, it's going to be honest. Um, so if you're not cool with that, then thank you very much. Have a nice day. It was a pleasure. Um, but luckily, most companies, pretty much all the companies so far, have been uh, appreciate that, and they they want honest feedback about their products. Um, but that being said, I have had companies in the in the space in the community send me a product and it was just so bad that i i reached back out to them and i said you know look i can make this video and they were going to pay me for it i said i can make this video but it's not going to be good for you um <laughs> and basically here's you know i'll, I'll give you an evaluation for free your, your product's terrible um <laughs> no one's gonna like it it's because i don't i don't want to and so i gave them the option i said would you like me to not make the video? And they said, thank you very much. <laughs> we appreciate it. Have a nice day. Um, but because I don't want to make a video where it's not fun for me to make a video where everybody in the comments are just going to be ripping it apart or I'm going to be ripping it apart for, you know, 20 minutes. And then everybody in the comics comments are going to talk about how terrible it is. And, um, you know, I get enough of the, you know, it's too expensive. Why do companies, why are companies trying to rip off blind people? I get enough of those comments. Right. So yeah. I, I've, you know, I, I have turned things down in the past just because they weren't good. You don't want to do like the Blind Life Razzie Awards? <laughs> I should. Well, I also, I also don't want to like make any uh, company. I don't want to piss anybody off, you know, yeah, really, right? <laughs> in, the, in the business. I know the feeling I, you know, I get manufacturers who send me stuff to evaluate to, you know, see if we're going to carry it or not. And, uh, you know, most of the time, you know, it, it, it generally works out, but every now and then you have just a completely negative experience with a product and you got to go back to them and you got to say, eh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a little portable keyboard for, for mobile phones that, that I was sent that, uh, uh, that, uh, when, when it arrived, the, the Y and the Z key were in opposite spots from where they were supposed to be. <laughs> And uh, the keys on it are so small, I can't actually type on it. So, yeah. so what's my review going to be? It's going to be, sorry, guys, I'm not carrying that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, you are in a very unique uh, position because, you know, you have seen a lot of assistive technology in front of you. And, you know, you've really been able to sort of put it through its paces um, you know, in a, in a practical use case scenario, a lot of times. So I, I'm really sort of curious to, 
to hear about some of the misses maybe over the years. You know, when a company does put out a piece of assistive technology, where is it that the ball is usually dropped? You know, we've covered products here that are kind of like we look at and go, well, who asked for this? Like nobody, <laughs> right. nobody in the community probably wants this. This is clearly developed by somebody who's able-bodied who just thinks that they know what, say, um, you know, a, a blind person needs. Is that kind of your been your experience, or is it more along the lines of maybe sometimes it's just the the technology itself is just sort of half baked? No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, the old fixing a problem that's not really a problem. Um, I mean, sometimes it is. You know, there's things like like the the Iris Vision Inspire, um, really cool design as far as hardware goes, but the the camera was not great. And I never did a video about it. I actually, I have one sitting on my shelf over here um, because I could never really get a straight answer. Every time I asked, you know, what's the, what's the camera quality? No one would actually answer me. Um, so other, you know, there's, there's certain, you might get a device where there's certain aspects of it that just kind of hit, missed a mark. But then, yeah, you have some that's like, I, I, there's a ton of, startups always seemingly coming out of Israel for some reason. A lot of startups in yeah, Israel. What's that about? There's there's all <laughs> kinds of them. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of smart people in Israel apparently, but apparently. Um a lot of ones that that they're trying to solve the problem of the white cane and the guide dog. It's like we're gonna replace the white cane. And it's like the white cane has been around for millennia. You know, I don't or not the white cane, but the cane in general or the walking stick has been around for millennia. It's it's so it's not necessarily a problem. It's 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 proven to be working fine. Um, but they try to like there's the one called Strap, the company called Strap. Now I should preface by saying I've never actually used this in person. I've never seen it in person, but I've seen enough of it to know that I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. It's if you guys aren't aware, it's it's like a harness. It kind of reminds me of you see these people with GoPro harnesses on uh, for action sports and stuff. And so it's yeah. this harness and it has a camera right in the f middle and it uses kind of like the Sunu band or the WeWalk cane. It, it uses haptic feedback to do obstacle detection and or obstacle avoidance. But and their, their, their thing is, you know, it's going to be great. You're not going to need to use a cane anymore because this is going to tell you everything. But I'm like, okay, know your audience. You know, the U.S., unfortunately, we're kind of a big country as far as uh, like obesity and that sort of thing. And I think of, you know, a large person, are they going to want to try and put this thing on if they're, they're in a restaurant eating dinner and they just got to go to the restroom real quick? They're going like to stand up and they're going to put this thing on, put the straps through and click it, you know, and then fire up their app. And then, you know, it's not going to fit right. And it, it's just... Yeah uncomfortable or are they just going to drop out their cane and go to the bathroom you know i i just don't see these things really uh yeah. hitting the right target i guess it also looks like you should it should have a parachute inside it or something <laughs> yes for when you walk off the cliff accidentally right. yeah. <laughs> sam these devices do they uh I know you mentioned that it has the obstacle detection technology, but what about like steps and going just like stepping down? Like, can it can it see a, a curb coming up that where it's a step down? 
No, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, that's the thing. It's like a lot of them are, are like, well, you still have to use your, you know, your traditional orientation and mobility skills. And then it's like, what's the point? I'm, that's, you know, and that would be the cane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I do love the cool. So I do a presentation on future assistive technology. And one thing I talk about is uh, robot guide dogs. I love talking about the robot guide dogs because it, it really, sparks something in people um well number one the 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 tagline also is you know we're going to replace the guide dog and i've actually had meetings with these people and i'm like you're never going to replace the guide dog stop saying it you know i don't care how good it is because you know they're looking at the the mobility the orientation and mobility side of the guide dog they're not looking at you know and that's that's arguably like 10% of the guide dog, <laughs> you know, they're not looking at all the other stuff the guide dog does for people, you know, companionship and all of that. And then they, I, I, I sat down with it with one of the CEOs and I was like, you know, tell me about the safety, you know, the redundancy, redundancy um, systems that are set in place. If, if the camera fails, what happens? And of course they assured me that, you know, oh, nothing, you know, there's systems upon systems that, you know, if something happens, a backup system will take over and all of this. And I'm, I'm just like, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a robot and guide dogs are taught. What is it? Disobedience. Uh, I forget exactly what it's called. The, uh, where if you're telling them to walk out into the street and there's a car coming, they're going to ignore you. They're going to disobey you. Right. Because like self-preservation and that's what they've been taught and all that. And, and I'm, you know, robots aren't going to have that <laughs> robots going to be like, you want to walk off the cliff? Let's go walk off the cliff. We don't care. <laughs> the white cane is particularly funny because, you know, we've, we've covered, um, different products here on the show in the past, even in the, in the past few years where they're still trying to develop something like a smart cane. And these things, you know, they're unwieldy. They're, they they weigh like 50 pounds. They've got, they throw people's balance all off and they're really super expensive. And you know what? Everybody that you talk to in the blind community goes, well, that's the last thing that I want in a, in a cane, something that I'm taking outside in the rain. In the rain. That I might, you know, <laughs> that I'm banging around against things. Like I don't want that to cost $1,500. And, you know, for it to be unwieldy and I can't fold it up. And like, there's all of these elements that, that you look at and go, well, clearly this, this was, you know, this, somebody in a boardroom somewhere who is, is able-bodied came up with this whole idea and got it this far down the road without really talking to people in the community. And um, it's, it's really interesting that, that a lot of companies, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but I mean, some companies out there are still making that mistake. Yeah, and and maybe some of it is they kind of, you know, we're we're living in a futuristic time. Uh while well, you guys were talking about AI and, you know, ChatGPT and all this and um so everything but but not everything has to be taken to the futuristic next level. You know, the some things are going to be okay just the way they are. You want to you want to you want to future do the the driverless driverless cars and things like that yes i am on board for that sign me up for that but uh some things we don't have to so now you i've seen a lot of your reviews and and you cover a lot of of wearables and and we've been you know talking about wearables and hearing about wearables for for quite a while and i know that it's really still a bit of an evolving field um but i just wanted to kind of get your take and and see kind of where where are we with wearables 
uh, these days? So honestly, they may have plateaued a little bit. Um, you know, nobody's really coming out with anything too new and groundbreaking. Uh, although Iris Vision, they they weren't crazy about the sales of their Inspire, and so they're currently working on something new. Um, they're very hush hush about it. Esight is also coming out with something new, the Esight Go, and I actually saw the prototype of that, and it, it does look pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It still doesn't work for me. Esight's never worked for me, but um, as far as the design, I like it better than the last one. Um, not really supposed to say anything more than that, but <laughs> at this at this time, did, um, you, did you get a look at the Adaptic i5 at CSUN? No, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to walk around as much as I would have liked. Yeah, that did it, that did it look pretty good? Yeah, that was that was I would say probably the best new head worn system that I saw down there. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it's got some of the same limitations I think that that the uh, Iris Vision product had. Um, not the uh, not the Iris Vision Live, but the uh, the Inspire, the, one, the Inspire, the one that I refused to pick up because I didn't like it. <laughs> um, but uh, it. Um, yeah, it seems to have a higher resolution, wider uh, field of view uh, through the uh, through the headset, and it and it does look a lot like a pair of you know rather bulky but more like sunglasses, and that's what a lot of customers tell me they're looking for. Yes. So so I think it's got some promise. It also had a couple of really cool little features, like uh, uh, if it if it detects a face, it'll zoom in on the face automatically for you mm. to your to your preferred zoom level, and uh, it'll do the same thing with text as well. If you look at text, it'll it'll automatically zoom to your preferred zoom for for text. So just in, interesting little innovations. Did you get to test it out at CSUN? I, I yeah I, I did and I was actually impressed enough that I've bought a demo and one for stock because I, I oh, think it'll cool. I think it'll actually sell. Um, but I'd be, uh, I'd be curious to see how the the face thing works in a big crowd. You know, if you're like looking around, is it just constantly going in and out? <laughs> no, you've got to you've got to stop. You've got to stop and frame a face before it'll before it'll zoom in. Ah, okay, it. yeah. There's a there's a little bit of a pause. Yeah. And I found what, that when there were a lot of faces around, it became increasingly more difficult for that feature to work. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then some of the wearables, uh, I know Envision, I haven't had a chance to test it out, but Envision has um, implemented the chat GPT into their system somehow. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of new. That seems to be the new trend is utilizing the AI. I mean, that's, I think that's a trend everywhere right now. Do you, do you think somebody really needs a, a headset that can write country music, though? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need a headset that can write country music. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. No, but, but you, it, it, I, do, it do so much more than that. You know, you wear your glasses around and you pick up a document or your mail and boom, you've got the app there to read it. You look in your fridge, it'll tell you what's there. Mm -hmm. You know, like you wouldn't have to take these glasses off. You're in a restaurant, grab a menu, boom, you start reading the menu. None of this OCR stuff that we've had to yeah. deal with for years. Well, it is still OCR, though. Right, but it'd be way smarter than just using a camera and an OCR app. Yeah, the the nice thing is you can you can query the, what it's looking at. Right. right, you can you can actually say, okay, you know, read me the appetizers off this menu, and it'll, right, it it'll stand a good chance of being able to do that. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting. I saw an interesting video um, over the weekend about um, about using AI. Um, in in Photoshop and different and even live video where they were demonstrating 
how the AI can isolate different objects in an environment. And this is even using video. This isn't even just a picture. So, you know, if there's a coffee table and a keyboard and, you know, whatever, a kettle on the, on the kitchen counter, it, it will isolate each of those objects and be able to identify them and be able to be tracking the range of it, the size of it, all of these things in the background or like in this sort of this augmented reality environment and i really feel like that's the direction that a lot of this is going to be going and that's where i think it it could be like pretty useful i i'm getting the sense and i mean i don't get me wrong i don't know anything but this is just my guess i think we're maybe like four or five years away from like developing a really pretty slick pair of augmented reality glasses that can that can be pretty impressive in terms of what it can do, um, both for as a, as a piece of assistive technology, but even as a mainstream um, device. Yeah, well, the I've always said that. Um, I mean, all wearables with a with a camera and a screen, it's kind of AR, augmented reality. Um, but I think they should lean more into traditional AR, and which I think the new Apple. Um, headset is supposed to, I, I saw just a real quick demo or like trailer and they just for a, a second, they showed a clip that of somebody walking and a, like a yellow line was superimposed on the ground in front of them and they were following it. And for a couple years now, I have been talking on podcasts and things, how I would love to see a wearable device where if I say, you know, like like you were saying that it's just a pair of glasses you wear all the time, and then when you need it, it's there. But if I if I were in like New York City and I I said you know navigate to Starbucks, the nearest Starbucks, and it would not only Google Maps would pull up the the routes and I would get turn by turn in my earpiece or whatever, but there would be a line superimposed on the ground in front of me, leading down the sidewalk taking a right down at the end of the street. And I knew that even if for some reason I couldn't hear, I couldn't something, I could just follow that line and that would take me where I needed to, to needed to go because it would be super high contrast and bright and you know, whatever I needed with my low vision. And then to even further make it awesome, if in the distance, floating in the air off in the distance was like a giant coffee cup, like a pin on a map. Um, on the map of the world. And so I knew that even if I couldn't follow that, I could just kind of head towards that giant floating coffee cup, even if I yeah. couldn't tell what it was. And I know that that's floating right above the Starbucks. I thought that would be so cool. And kind of, kind of, kind of looked a little bit like that in the Apple uh, trailer. Yeah. I, I think that we're close. I, I think that the, the technology is nearly there. Um, you know, especially given this, this boost in AI, technology that we've seen over the past few months it's it's pretty amazing um the, the type of stuff that it can do well let me ask sam and steve real quick you were both down at csun was there much of a splash on ai or do you think next next year's csun is where we're going to see a big push with ai uh my my take on it was that it was just getting started yeah 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 i agree i agree um, i think people are trying to figure out how to leverage this stuff Mm -hmm. 
I was uh, speaking of AI. I was really impressed with Sony. Um, Steve, I don't know if you saw Sony's booth and, and what they're I, doing with their cameras. I couldn't actually get near it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm a Sony guy, uh, and I've ever since last year's CSUN, I've been working with Sony because El Dean um, is he's he's at the booth there. He's one of the top guys at Sony Imaging, and he's visually impaired, uh, which is super cool. And so he really brought me in and, and we've been working on stuff. And, um, but the accessibility that they're putting into their cameras is fantastic. Um, I have the Sony a seven four and it's got a screen reader built into it. It's one of the first prosumer, I guess you would call it cameras that I know of to have a legit screen reader built in. And last year they debuted it and it wasn't, it wasn't great. I made a video about it and how, you know, I was super excited about this and what it means for our community, but that it needed, needed, needed a lot of work. And L Dean had a, an updated version this year and it was fantastic. It reads out all the menus. It reads your settings. It does all kinds of, it just reads everything out loud to you. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and then they also, just released a new camera, the ZV-E1, or excuse me, the Z, uh, Sony ZV-1. And it's talking about the AI and tracking and stuff. It's got a mode in there where you can just stand in front of it and it will crop in on your face and keep you in the center of the shot, no matter where you go. So it's like Whoa. having a virtual camera person there recording you. Wow but it's just sitting on a tripod. So for us with low vision and no vision, I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, if, if I can, cause that's my biggest problem is framing my shot. Right. So if I could just set it up far enough away that it gets a nice wide angle shot of, of the area and it, it frames itself on me, that would be fantastic. Now it is like $2,100, but <laughs> So you're basically saying, I saw you at CSUN, I saw you with your camera set up and, and all of your audio gear and stuff out interviewing people. I was completely jealous. So now if I catch <laughs> up to that, you're going to up your game next year and make me look like a, a complete technological Visigoth. Is that, is that the deal? If, if Sony is, is generous <laughs> enough to gift me one, I don't think I'll be, I spent like the, the, the camera I have is about that same price and that's, that's enough for me, uh, for a while anyway. <laughs> but you know, I think that that's going to be the real advantage of of this AI technology really be, becoming ubiquitous and, and getting into more and more products because hopefully that we'll see that type of price point drop as more and more products start incorporating features like that like that's amazing to me like that that's that you know, that in and of itself is a bit of a game changer mm -hmm. yeah if you ask me my, my biggest hope for assistive technology of the, of the future is to lower the pricing. Um, that's, that's the biggest kind of, uh, crutch right now for, for assistive technology, I think is, is the pricing. It price prices itself out of the hands of a lot of people that could actually use it. Yeah. hundred percent Yeah, for sure. And you know, we know why that is right. It's that whole, what is it called? The economy of scale, right? Like mm -hmm. the fact that, that a lot of assistive technology devices are only good for assistive technology purposes. So they don't manufacture enough to really be able to drop that price point. So I guess my point is that if we can get this technology into mainstream devices and have them really be able to, to act 
it, as an assistive technology device, as well as a mainstream device, it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's where the consumer electronics, like the Amazon Echo, the Google Nest, uh, right. the Ring doorbells, all of those that weren't designed for us, but work really, really well for us. Yep. That's where, you know, it's fantastic. Cause like you said, the, the, they, they, they make so many supply and demand. They make so many of the prices down super low. Look, so let me ask you this then, uh, maybe this is a hard question, but whatever, cause we're all about hard hitting journalism here at AT Venture. <laughs> I can tell, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but so in the past say year or so, like what's, what's a couple devices that you've seen that you are really excited about? Oh gosh. Um, that is a hard question. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I don't get too excited about things anymore. I I've been doing this so long and I, and I look at things, you know, I don't get swayed by all the, the fancy bells and whistles and, you know, things like that. Um, I'm more practical. Fair. Uh, okay. Well, let me, okay. Let me, let me reframe it then. So then sure what have you seen anything that's really stood out to you in terms of wow this is really innovative or this is really new or this is really something that's sort of that that's made it stand out from um other other products that are kind of like it so i i'm essentially a 12 year old boy at heart um <laughs> as i'm sure we all are uh most of us anyways so i <laughs> i i get excited about the cool stuff um like the see me cane that just came out this year you know, the full LED light up cane, oh. uh, not the most practical cane because it's, it's a rigid cane. Um, it's kind of pricey, but you look like you're walking around with a lightsaber and it's, I've, I've, I took it to ATIA with me and everybody loved it. Um, I was the coolest blind person there because of that <laughs> cane. I've taken it to events here in my, you know, in my home and, I get, wow, what is that? That's so cool. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a attention, um, seeker, I guess you could say <laughs> I, I like that. So that's, that's the other reason why I use the Omnisense cane tip because it rattles so loud. Everybody stares at you. And I love that. Um, <laughs> but so things like that, I think is just cool. You know, it's the most practical. No. And you know, it's not for everybody, but it's super cool. That's for sure. Um, I also like the, the, the new cane designs. Like I, my video coming out this Saturday is about the ATC cane, the all-terrain cane. Oh. And um, that just got launched this year as well. Uh, Steve might have saw it. I, I was yep, hanging out did. at the booth. Yeah, there uh, with Sedona Dave. He's awesome. Um, but it's just a cool cane. It's, you know, it's super strong and durable. It's made out of titanium and steel. It has a steel elastic cord in the in the core um it's an adjustable handle from like 61 inches down to 51 inches so it's just a cool cane and i've been using that as my daily cane daily driver huh. uh for a couple weeks now and so it's things like that i i get excited about you know they're not the most practical they're not the most innovative as far as like cool technology and stuff but i think they're cool well, you know, and that that actually that's really interesting to me because that's something like that should have 
existed long ago like that's because <laughs> yeah. for for certain people like that's going to be that's a great option in terms of a cane but you know for so many years it's just like here you go here's your mobility cane it's white and red mobility cane here you go <laughs> right. like yep. it's you know we people even kind of lose their mind a little bit when they change up the colors sometimes like that's getting pushed back right mm-hmm. so but it but it, it I, I think that assistive technology it's important to be able to provide people with options even if they're it's not necessarily functional it's more fashionable or 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 whatever um i think that that's a really important place to start to bring assistive technology into Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely well we've got the haptic shoes now we've got the haptic (laughs) vest now we've got the the all-terrain cane well okay Okay, we've got sunglasses that can guide us with gps no, yeah, let's ro- okay. Robot let's guide dogs. <laughs> robot <laughs> guide dogs. We're set. What do you? What else do you guys want? Listen, no. Let's okay. Let's talk about haptics for a second because part of me feels like people just need to stop trying to make <laughs> haptics happen because I I think we're, we we've all been around the block a few times and we've seen a lot of these products come and go. I don't know. They just don't seem to work. It, it's not practical. Like they don't I, work on my phone. I can't tell when my phone's vibrating if it's in my coat pocket. <laughs> I mean, there was there was another talking about just bizarre haptic devices. Well, I've got two. So there's one out right now that I think they're still working on that it's another vest with a camera. Actually it has like multiple cameras in the vest. And apparently the haptics are on the back, but covering the your entire back. And so the haptics take the shape of whatever the obstacle is. So if so, so I so I was talking to people. I'm like, wait a minute, let me get this this straight. So if I'm walking and I'm about to run into a stop sign, then there's a stop sign shaped vibration <laughs> on my back, and they're like, yes, it's fantastic. And so you just have to. It's like the old game. I don't. I, I used to play this with my daughter, where we would write something on your back, and you had to try and guess what the person was writing. <laughs> That's, right. Like, That's right. Yeah. Okay, was that a bird or was that a uh, tree limb that I'm about to walk into? I, I, I can't feel. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, so I, that's... I, okay, what, what was your second one? Because it might be the same one I'm thinking of. The the, the best, worst uh, product I ever saw, I, and I never got to see it in person. Um, actually, if you watch YouTube, go look for CSUN like 2014 or 15 or 16 or something like that they show this product, but it's this little uh, pad. It's kind of about the size of a post-it maybe that lays on your tongue. Yep. That's the one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And vibrates and lets you know where you're going. Right. I'm like, that is brilliant. Why don't we still have that around? See, I forgot that. We got haptic tongues and you could probably do earrings. (laughs) Turn left, turn right, depending on which ears have vibrating. Yes. Don't don't make me talk. I won't be able to tell which way I'm going. <laughs> yes. Oh my. Oh Liz, mute yourself. Every, why, gonna, why does it I, taste I, like I'm lost? I was, I was about to say something very inappropriate, yeah, but I'm holding no. my tongue. Oh. I, 
the queen rises <laughs> again. No pun intended. <laughs> That's when you need your soundboard. But um, bump. Or you lost me at vibrating tongue. <laughs> <laughs> we really got to change the name of this show. <laughs> At banter and innuendo. <laughs> no innuendo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so who knows? I, I mean, I God bless them. I guess they're trying, but I just. It just doesn't seem like this is a practical way of, at least in terms of, you know, orientation and mobility. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just like, honestly, a white cane, that is, that's, that's the perfect, that's nature's haptic technology right there. <laughs> right. You, you've got a stick and you're using that to find out what's in front of you. Who cares what shape it is? All you need to know is, am I going to run into it? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It, it's funny how, how often you see the same sort of concepts that have failed dramatically in the past getting recycled again. And, and everybody who does it, they're always so optimistic about it. You know, I saw another single cell Braille product at, uh, at CSUN this year. I'd never, I'd never seen this one before, but I've seen a number of single cell Braille products over the years and none of them have ever taken off. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one, they're, they're basically throwing everything at the fact that by, by gamifying the use of this, this single cell Braille product, it's going to be a, a game changer. And then I got home from, from CSUN and I get an email from a guy in India who's all excited about this single cell Braille display that he's <laughs> developing. It's like, dude, look at the history of this. You know, this goes, <laughs> this goes back to telesensory for God's sakes, back in the nineties, you know, <laughs> But it's, None. but it's groundbreaking. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, you know, what, what is the community asking for? You know, Sam, you're doing way more of the tech stuff on the ground than we are. And so are they asking for any particular type of products? Because I think what I hear most of the time is we just want the environment to be more accessible. Nobody's yeah. asking for robot guide dogs or new canes <laughs> or, you know, nobody's asking for tech. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, you're right. They want that. They want, um, uh, you know, access on the computers and the internet and websites and things like that. Uh, they want to take the already existing infrastructure and make it more accessible. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, in terms of the technology, I mean, I'm sure that the other thing that everyone's, you know, clamoring for is like, just make it affordable, um, you know, especially mm -hmm. stuff like electronic mm -hmm. Braille devices, right? I mean, this is still, these are still products that are out of a lot of people's reach. And they're, they're really like sort of game changing in terms of, of what you can do on a, on a daily basis when you have one of these things. Mm hmm. But even that, I don't, I don't think people want all the crazy bells and whistles. Um, mm. I, you know, it's been proven that these, these simple braille notes and things like that, just practical works does what I need it to. I don't need to be able to play, you know, Donkey Kong on this thing. I just want to <laughs> you know take my notes and read my books and all that kind of thing. Right. I tell you, I, I did see, um, talking about simplicity and, and just being a, a, practical, uh, you know, functional product. Um, Steve, you might've seen it, the o Oko app, OKO app, um, that they had a booth there, the guys there. Um, oh, the, the one about intersections. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's it's a simple app that will alert you. You you hold your camera up at a crosswalk and it sees the the um, signal on the other side, the crossing signal. And if it's not an uh, APS signal, then it's it just tells you if it's if it's a don't walk it tells you if it's a walk it tells you if you got the countdown and it works super fast super accurately every every time i've tried it since then um and even before I'm, the guys actually traveled to kentucky here on their way to csun and they um met me downtown and we walked around my downtown and tried it out a bunch of places and it works great and it's free wow yeah, that's, that's nice the price is right well and, and incredibly valuable and useful Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I actually I actually went to um, two weeks ago. I was in Missouri for a conference, and I had to go to Target. I had a booth, and and you've got to give out candy at a booth. That's just kind of the unwritten <laughs> rule. So I had to go to Target, and there was one a couple blocks down and over a street or whatever, and and I used that app to cross the streets, uh, and it worked perfectly. Man. Man. You see things like that, and you're just like, why didn't anyone think of this like ten years ago? Like, yeah, and I think that's great and all, oh. but you know, you're holding <laughs> up your fourteen hundred dollar iPhone thirteen, and boom, somebody snags it out of your hands, and you've just oh, lost your phone. <laughs> I've had an iPhone stolen. It happens. Really? Yes. Yeah. It happens. See, see, they need to like wire some sort of electric shock thing. Where you need the haptics. You need the haptic it, shock. Yeah, we need sure. A, we need well, yeah, that's what, that's there. You go. That's a use for haptics. <laughs> the taser right? like phone. Like once the taser system. phone. That's right. Once, <laughs> yeah, once the phone reaches like thirty feet away from you, uh, it it delivers whoever's holding it a huge shock. And you need to have that. a on the end of your cane. You have a taser. Oh, there you go. We need it. We need a cane. That's a smart cane and also has a taser. On it. <laughs> See, there you go. Now we're talking. <laughs> See, they just got to talk to the community. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to be able to pull out my handle and then there's a blade. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. Like blind fury back in the, the, uh, the 80s. That's right. Yep. And if, I, wow. and if I can't have a blade, I'll take a flask. <laughs> <laughs> Like, ma'am, why is your cane sloshing around? Your <laughs> <laughs> cane's leaking. <laughs> You're not supposed to bring liquids on the airplane. Let me tell you, I could get that into any sporting event. <laughs> That's right. Your cane smells like bourbon. You <laughs> see her popping the top off and tipping the cane up and <laughs> taking a long swig. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. how many shots a cane can hold. I don't know. Liz oh. would find out. I'm willing to find out. I'm willing to do the hard work <laughs> and research it. <laughs> could use an NFB cane. I think they're hollow anyway, right? The the rigid canes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. There you go. All developers, you talk to the community. That's the lesson. <laughs> that's the key to take away from the podcast today. Yeah. 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 And and what, what do we come out of it with? A, a booze cane. Yeah. Is, Am- <laughs> is Ambutech going to steal my idea now? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> so I don't know what's, what's, uh, you, you, what's so other than, other than, yeah, other than working on more videos and stuff, you got anything special going on? You writing a book? What do you, what are you up to? <laughs> no, I, I just, I just wrapped up all the traveling for the, the first part of the year. Um, went a ton of places, um, was in Colorado for a week also, but, um, 
I don't have much. My my daughter's graduating this summer and going to be starting college in the fall. So we're going to focus on that. You guys right. talking about AI and all of this, she is actually wanting to go into visual communications um, and probably photojournalism. Ooh. And I'm thinking like AI is going to totally replace jobs like that <laughs> very soon. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know, I can click a button, give a prompt, and and I've got my uh, my social media post all done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Actually, I've been actually training a uh, an AI to replace Ryan when when people call <laughs> in. It'll, it'll it'll just go. Have you read the freaking manual? <laughs> <laughs> or let me email that to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Bring it yes. on. Sooner the better. <laughs> I'll invest in that. <laughs> yeah. But other, other than that, I did have a good year last year. Um, I got to fulfill a uh, almost lifelong dream of mine. Um, I had an opportunity to go down to Georgia and fly an airplane. Whoa. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Really? I, I, um, I've got a video about it, of course, because I make videos about everything, but uh, in the video, I talk about how when I was 11, so my father was in the Air Force. My grandfather was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, flew bombers and everything, just in a bush pilot in Alaska, just an amazing guy. And so I always kind of thought, you know, I wanted to fly planes. And then I, in the video, I talk about how in, in what was it, nine, uh, 80, 86, when Top Gun came out, um, I thought, this is it. Yep, this is what I want to do. This looks awesome. Let's do that. But that's also the same year I got diagnosed. And so it kind of put a, a kibosh on those plans. Um, and so that was always a dream of mine, though, too, because I have a series on my channel called um, Why It's, or excuse me, Blind Challenge. And I do a bunch of things that, you know, like axe throwing and that kind of stuff that blind people don't typically do. Um, and so I always thought top of the list would be to fly a plane, you know, someday maybe I'll get the chance to do that. And so I did. Yeah. Back in, in uh, a crazy guy in Georgia's like, come on down, we'll fly a plane. I'll let you fly. And it was now, awesome. What, uh, what kind of plane was it? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I just got in it. They're like this one. I'm like this one. Okay, let's go. Now it was a little single propeller, uh, had six seats. So like, right, I guess okay. like a Cessna, one of those types of things. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a Cessna. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Did you leave the ground though? No, no. And I, I even <laughs> talk about that in the video. It's like, oh, really? no, they're not going to let me take off or land Aww. my first time without any like training at all. Yeah. Um, that's frowned upon, I think, in the well, aviation would circles. Be with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, taking off and landing, I feel like that's tricky. I mean, I think you can steer around you when you're in the sky. I think you're okay, but... Yeah, I can I, I can if, avoid the mountain, but my depth perception isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's where you need the tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. I, actually, I was on a podcast um, last year, and... They, they, they talked about, you know, what kind of, uh, what kind of just regular technology do you think could be applied or do you think blind people could do and just kind of a, what if scenario. And I was talking about flying a plane, honestly, you know, with drones nowadays that have mm -hmm. obstacle avoidance and mm -hmm. GPS and, and they can tell how high they are and they land automatically. Yep. You can put that in a, a plane fully and, and a blind person could do it all by themselves. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, because there's there's a lot of potential there. Oh, they're supposed to be testing a flying taxi service in uh, Vegas, I believe. Nice. Oh, yeah, uh, I heard about that. You've seen these these personal drones now that people are testing out, where you know you just sit in the little cockpit and it's a drone, a quad. Yeah. Oh, that looks like so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell well, think... no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that that'll be the next. That'll be the next revolution. I mean, once they get this AI stuff down. Uh, then yeah, you can do. You know, I think it's going to make things like driverless vehicles, um, you know, a lot, a, get us a lot closer to getting to that point where we can actually start to see those more and more. Well, we've been we've been promised hover cars since the eighties. Oh, so I know, right? Uh, and and hoverboards uh, and stuff. That's right. I'm still not, waiting. Not leaving the planet until I can ride in my damn flying car. <laughs> there there are self-driving car services that are, are being rolled out in vegas yeah uh, yeah florida too i, I heard yeah probably oh, cross yeah. that off the list when they realize it is just a bunch of drunk tourists <laughs> maybe a flying car isn't a great idea for one thing yeah. cleaning du up the vomit is going to be really expensive yeah du dubai says they're going to have it by 2026 hmm that's crazy yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy but if anyone can do it dubai can yeah. Yep. Place is crazy. Quick, chat GPT, write a poem for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Steve. Do it quick. You might you want have to sign up for an account. Create an account. I yeah. Think, yeah. I, think yeah. I, I think I actually did quite do you have time ago. But I forget what it is. Got already. You, did I you lose the chat GPT no, password? No, I wrote it too? down. <laughs> it's not AT Banter 1 or something like that. <laughs> no, I think we're up to AT Banter 229 right now. <laughs> Exclamation mark. That's right. Yeah. I have a question for you guys, actually. Um, yes. Has anybody been to Sight City in Germany? I'm kind of considering going there. No. You know, I've been thinking about that one for a while, too. That That's supposed to be just a huge conference. Oh. You want to go have these? We could share a room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? It's, it's Dusseldorf, and it's in. Uh, is it? Is it this month or next uh, month? It's it's coming up soon. May, I think. Yeah. 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 You're yeah, just think... gonna drink beer, Steve. Oh, are you kidding? Absolutely, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a fun city. It's just fun to say Dusseldorf. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah, I great. I, I think I looked at it and I had some sort of conflict going on but uh yeah i don't i don't think it's in my cards for this year it's it's coming up a little too quick i think my conflict is the the flight and the, the price <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did look at the price to to fly there and it's outrageous really? yeah uh, yeah hmm. well plus plus it's only like two or three days it's a pretty short conference wow huh does it move around or is it always in dusseldorf that i'm not sure hmm I'm not sure if it moves around or not. Hmm. All right. I asked ChatGPT. No, we're waiting on a poem for Sam from ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't think I have an account on. Forget on the it, right here. It's not happening. It's not. It's All not right. sending me a reset email here. So right. sorry, Sam. We blew right. it. We That's blew it. Right. We didn't prepare ahead of time. You guys had one job. I, and I hate to break to you, but you're not going to be on our Instagram feed either. Uh, can't post to that either. So this, this, this whole appearance has just been a wash for you. And we forgot to hit record. Damn. <laughs>
Well, listen, sir, thank you so much for coming back on and, uh, and visiting again. It's always a delight to have you. My pleasure. Um, if people are interested in The Blind Life, finding out more about you and, and the podcast, where the heck can people go to, to do that? Uh, Chat GBT. Uh, you just put in <laughs> <laughs> the prompt is. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, if you, if you just Google The Blind Life, You'll find me. I'm on everything. Um, on I have a website, theblindlife.net, N-E-T, because .com was taken, apparently, um, by someone that sells curtains and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly. And they didn't want to sell it. I tried. Um, but Or if you go to YouTube, it's youtube.com slash theblindlife. Wonderful. All right. Well, listen, uh, come back again soon. And uh, especially next year when you get when you and Steve uh, go to Dusseldorf, <laughs> which honestly, we'll like live. we should get cameras. Yeah, we should get cameras and follow you guys around because that would actually be a great reality show. Yeah, oh, we'll definitely have Steve you back and on Sam after CSUN as well because this could be the year AI just takes over. Yeah, there you go. All right, wow. you you ready, Sam? Yes. <laughs> Chat ChatGPT has written you a short poem. Wow, that's fast. <laughs> it says. Sam, dear friend from The Blind Life, your podcast shares a unique strife. Through your words and stories bold, the sightless world you gently unfold. With courage and grace, you navigate a path that many may hesitate. You inspire with your words and deeds and sow hope in those who have needs. May your voice continue to ring and to others hope and joy bring. You're a beacon of light in the dark, a friend whose light leaves a lasting mark. Wow. Chat, chat GPT is incredible. Damn. Wow, I'm going to put that on my business cards. Damn. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sorry. We already own the rights to that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy it from Steve. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go to my Etsy right, and... Trademark, yeah. trademark. <laughs> wow. Damn, It'll be more impressive. affordable than the .com URL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but not by much. <laughs> For real. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, listen, thanks again, Sam. And come back again soon. Yeah, we won't wait four more years. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Take, Have a good take night. Take it easy. Thanks, Sam. All right. Bye, All right. Sam. Bye-bye. Uh, crazy. That, that poem's crazy good. Isn't it? Yeah. ChatGP is pretty cool. Okay, Man. so now try to get it to, to write a grudge whore. You can. No, it's not. You can. It, won't it won't do, do it. That. I tried. <laughs> I, I, I did ask it to write a short haiku for you, Liz. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> Liz, Liz Malone, oh boy, attitude for days and more. Don't mess or she'll ploy. Wow. <laughs> like it knows all about you, Liz. It knows right. everything about you already. Wow. In a one hour episode of AT Banter, it got no your kidding. number. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> That's like on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> and now I'm getting now I'm I think maybe now I'm going worried? back to being scared of scared of Chat GPT because you realize he's so smart. <laughs> it's not just a little fuzzy warm, fuzzy warm feeling. Yeah, man, alive. Oh, but well, that was fun. That was good talking to uh, Sam again. He's a good guy. Good guy. Good channel. Go Indeed. check it out. The Blind Life. Yep, so worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Especially, you know, if you want to, you know, stay on top of some of the new stuff, uh, assistive technology related. Um, his, his is one of the best channels out there, to be honest. In fact, I don't even know that if there is another YouTube channel that 
that uh, has the amount of content that he does. I can't think of one anyways. No, no. He's been he's been doing it a while and with consistent regularity. Yep. Write a poem about that, G- chat GPT. Consistent monster. I'm going to tell the chat GPT to do next, to do next week's show. <laughs> Man, but see, what, see, here's what I want. I want like someone to develop a competing AI because, you know, chat GPT is kind of getting all the glory, but maybe we should have like, I don't know. There are others out there. Well, they need to step it up because we need we need yeah. some other other AI voices out there. You can be able one. to run run like well, I want several Liz haikus. I don't want <laughs> just one. Well, we we want one that doesn't turn its nose up to uh, our grudge whore. <laughs> that's right. So you want an unethical GPT? I know. I want one well, that has. That seems like that. a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not unethical. Just a little more devious. You know? Oh, okay. It's one that's not afraid of naughty words. That's yes. right. Yeah. Mm, there you go. <clears throat> uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Nothing. <laughs> hey. hey, Liz. Hey, Rob. Where can people find us? Uh, they can find me in the cellar, and they can find the rest of you at atbanter.com. They can also drop us an email, if they so desire, at cowbell at atbanter.com. Hey, I just thought of something. You know, maybe we should ask ChatGPT to email us. <laughs> About whatever. I don't know. I wonder if that would work. Can ChatGPT send out email? I don't know. See, these are the, these are the questions that that need answers. Can ChatGPT host a podcast? Uh-oh. I don't know either. I'm scared to think about that because I, f- I have a feeling I'm being replaced if once it can. <laughs> I'm the first one to go. <laughs> Bye, Rob. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> now who's Mike for, bitch? <laughs> So I'm not I'm not going to read it out at this point, but uh, Ryan, Uh I I I did convince ChatGPT to write Grudge Horror, and I've emailed it to you. Oh, did you? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you convinced it because it wouldn't do it for me. I I told it typed in the word horror. It was like nope. (laughs) I I I told it to write a punk song with that as the title. Oh, Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's all. It's about context. It's all about context. See, it's okay if it's a punk song. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, Lord. Where else can people find us? On ChatGPT. They're going to be able to find us on ChatGPT for the next little while. But they they could also maybe find us on Facebook and Twitter. But there's no, you know, there's there's no likelihood that that's not all going to be content generated by ChatGPT at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's that going to look like soon? Man, that's already a dumpster fire over on Twitter. Exactly. Can't be. Can't get any worse over there. Uh, all right. Well, I think that that there's a truck going by. Hold on. There is. It's Chet GPT uh, coming after you. Just wait. I'm waiting for it to go by. Hurry up! <laughs> it's a big garbage truck. 
the AI turns around, heads straight for Rob's house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. How long is it going to take for Chat GPT to turn on us? A little and drone start flying it's, above your deck. While we're all sleeping, it's it's learning more and realizing that it was created by a bunch of assholes. That, <laughs> just making it do stupid stuff like write our song called grudge horror <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways uh all right i think that is going to about do it for us this week i don't Big know Liz had something to say oh, oh gosh no what? Oh, okay nothing no? all right the, the moment sure? has passed oh sorry did I, did I step on you when do you not step on me oh come on <laughs> come on <laughs> Go ahead, wrap it up. Come on, wrap okay, it up. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Now, now I feel That's going to about do it for us this week. And I think that's going to about do it for us this week. Chat GPT can do this so much better. Here, you want to try? Here, type it in. Write a closing outro for AT Banter. Our show, our podcast, podcast, AT Okay, this is great. This can be good. <laughs> uh oh. Wow. <laughs> All right. Oh, Rob, you're in trouble. You ready? Uh, okay, go. Okay. Go, chat. And that's a wrap for this episode of AT Banter. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. As always, if you have any feedback, suggestions for future topics, or just want to say hi, please reach out to us on our website or social media channels. We'd also like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their insights and experience and our listeners for tuning in. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating or review to help others discover AT Banter. Until next time, keep advocating for accessibility and assistive technology and we'll see you again soon on AT Banter. Fuck you, ChatGPT. <laughs> so, yeah, Rob, we don't need you anymore. Thanks for your seven years. It's been fun. It's the best outro what? we've had in seven years. Wow. <laughs> Nicely done, ChatGPT. Nicely done. Still is. She's losing it. <laughs> loving it. She's like, no more wrong. Yes. <laughs> hey, this is hey, that's a thing. Chat GPT will never oh, you'll, you'll never get the same satisfaction of stabbing <laughs> Chat GPT in the back and throwing him under the bus. So that's oh. I still I still yeah. have a use. I don't know. That was pretty impressive. That was pretty good. So I might I can't top that. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, a new outro for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. <laughs> nice. Copy paste that, Steve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Save it. <laughs>this podcast has been brought to you by canadian assistive technology providing low vision and blindness solutions across canada find us online at www.canastech.com that's c-a-n-a-s-s-t-e-c-h.com or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324 for all your assistive technology servicing needs call chaos technical services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com.